Audio Jungle. Audio Jungle. All right, bruh. It's podcast 12. And 12 is a dozen, dude. And if you're maybe not from America, you don't know that, but it is. And more importantly, this is the wife beater episode. I got a wife beater on. And if you're listening and not watching, um, maybe you don't know what a wife beater is. Here's what it is. If you're, if it's Thanksgiving and you're going to see maybe your uncle or just someone you call your uncle and you show up, he's, you know, he's on the porch, he doesn't have shoes on, he's smoking cigarettes, he's got some tattoos, it's what he has on, okay? It's kind of a sleeveless undershirt, but it's 11 at night, and it's what I have on right now, and um, I'm not going to take it off just because. Uh, what else is going on, dude? Uh, my boy turned 22 yesterday is way too old at some point you gotta quit counting but he's 22 shout out to clam and i want to know like i know everybody has a number in their head a certain age you turn where it's like all right say you hear somebody dies that maybe you weren't that close with like a neighbor or your dentist or Somebody else's, I don't know, somebody you don't really, somebody you don't really know that much. They die. What's the cutoff for you? How old do they have to be to where you're like, oh, man, between, oh, man. And for me, I think my number's a little lower than most people's. If somebody dies at like 52, I'm like, no, yeah, they made it. But that's, that's pretty young. That's kind of. Maybe it should be higher. You know, if somebody dies at like 45, that's that's a tragedy. That wasn't supposed to happen. Somebody makes it to like 58. Yeah. You did it, man. You made it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess our bodies is different. I know the average lifespan is like 72 years or so. And... If you are really into skateboarding, it's probably a lot lower, right? And, but on average, about 72. And that sounds like way too long. But, yeah, 22 is pretty old as well. What's going on with me, dude? Oh, I, um, now look, I don't tell, if I do something nice, I don't talk about it because I feel like if you, if you're patting yourself on the back, you know, you, you might as well not have done it. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that's good. But the other day, I'm telling the story because this dude basically negated any good I was doing right off the bat, right? So I'm coming home to my place here. The homeless dude is there. He's always there. I already, I think I talked about him in the podcast. Pokemon guy. Not the guy that sits in the alley. This Pokemon guy. And I 
had my backpack on. I had just worked out. I knew I had an unopened Gatorade. Just got it. I got two from the gas station. I drank one. Didn't want the other. It was a hot day. I was like, ah, I should ask this guy if he wants it, right? And so I did. I was like, hey, man. Uh, I was about to step into my place. I was like, hey, man, you want a Gatorade? I, I just got an extra one. Tried to be nice about it. And he said, what flavor? <laughs> I was taken back, dude. You live on this bench, and I know it because you're here every day. You were here yesterday. You were here the day before. You'll be there tomorrow. What flavor? Or just take it, man. Don't be a dick. I told him it was yellow. He was like, oh, okay, cool. And he took it, so fine. But what flavor? What was I going to have to... What flavor would it have to be for him to be like, nah, I'm good? I don't know. So, yeah, he uh, he ruined whatever good deed I was trying to do, so I don't feel bad talking about it. I remember this time last summer I was living in Washington. For, for about a month I had a place that wasn't in such a good part of town. It was right next to a 7-Eleven, and if you've ever been to a 7-Eleven, um, I mean, you keep your, you keep your car doors locked around there. There's never been a 7-Eleven next to a Chick-fil-A, ever. There's not a 7-Eleven next to, you know, what's something nice? Maybe a, a Olive Garden. There's never virus and threat protection. Okay, my computer's dead. There's never... So so there were some, some homeless people that lived around there, right? And that's how it goes, and that's cool. But the way it was set up, I, the room I was staying in was on the corner of this building. It's a parking lot, 7-Eleven over here, right? Road in between. There's a homeless dude that lived, whole time I lived there, he's probably still there, was living on the edge of the parking lot where... Uh, where I was staying, and most mornings, I didn't have a car, so I would walk wherever I was going, or walk to the bus stop at least, and most mornings, not most, but more more mornings than, than I'm comfortable with, I would walk out there, and he would be peeing facing me. Now, that's a problem for a couple reasons. The 7-Eleven was right there. I don't know if they wouldn't let him in there. I don't know if, if that was going on. They had a bathroom, but yeah, this dude, and I get it, he didn't want to face the road when he pees, that's the normal thing to do, but I don't know if you've ever had somebody just really pee facing you, because as a dude, most of the time, you know, it's not uncommon, you, you walk into a bathroom, you see a dude pee, and his back is towards you, and if you don't know how a human's body works, they got one front and one back, and... Most of the people I know pee out of their front. And, yeah, just, you're you're usually behind them, and that's okay, but being in front of somebody peeing is really, I mean, that's enough to make you rethink some things. So, I guess what I'm saying is there's a, a section of time in your life before someone pees at you, and there's a section of time afterwards, and they're not the same, okay? 
Uh, but yeah, that was just him doing his thing. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, unfamiliar with, you know, homeless people being around. Sometimes they're real cool. Sometimes not so much. It was crazy living in Washington though. And yeah, I didn't for, for a while I didn't have a car and, and I know this is something I've been wanting to talk about is starting to do some stand-up spots in Seattle because I had never gotten to do it until I went up there and when I got up there I knew I wanted to do it it was a goal of mine and I called up a lot of the comedy clubs they'll have like an open mic once a week and some places would let you put your name down and you could have a spot other places it was You'd show up whenever they opened for their open mic and put your name in a hat, and they would draw. And at this time, I'm 21 now. I was 20 at the time. All these places, you needed to be 21 to get in. So it was always a gamble whether or not I'd even get in the comedy club. And the first one I went to, I remember it was was the... I think it was called the Underground Comedy Cellar in Pioneer Square. I'll look it up. I'm not sure. But I went there, and so I was staying in Kent, Washington at the time. So I walked to the light rail, which is like a subway but in the air, which is a bad idea, obviously. I mean, it's like a train but up higher than it needs to be. I don't know what the goal is with that, but I got on there, rode 45 minutes to Pioneer Square, and excuse me after that my mind's wandering after that I walked to the comedy place I was there probably 30 minutes early because I was nervous uh, not knowing how many people would be there and I wanted my name to get on the list and I was actually one of the first people there everybody else out there was a real weirdo I'm not gonna lie a lot of real weirdos And, you know, everybody was all, it was like they were trying, the people there were the ones doing spots, and everybody was trying to make each other laugh, like trying stuff out, and I I wasn't talking to anybody, I just, because I was nervous, but yeah, everybody, I didn't, I didn't click with anybody standing out there or anything, and they opened up the doors at, I think it was 8 o'clock, and I got in there, and the first thing they did was ID'd me. And I was like, oh, no, because I didn't think about the fact they have alcohol there. Um, and I wasn't old enough to get in. But the the guy, he first he saw my driver's license. He said, oh, wow, Arkansas. And I thought, oh, yeah, I got him. I can distract him with that. That's So I laid on you know, more of a southern accent than I have, and I was like, yeah, man, just wanting to want to do comedy, and he he noticed I was 20, he saw that, and he was like, buddy, I'm sorry, you know, you're, you gotta be 21 to get in here, they serve alcohol, and I was like, come on, man, it, it's a leap year, and he was like, he's like, ah, dude, and I was like, come on, man, I came all the way from Kent, and he was like, from Kent? I said, yeah, he said, he said, look, man, you're if you're gonna perform you can come in 
if you're just coming in to drink, you can't come in. I was like, I, I don't want to drink. I didn't even know y'all had it. I just, I want to do my five minutes. And uh, so he let me in, and I was cool of him. And I was probably third to get my name on the list, but didn't get drawn out of the hat. So didn't get to do it. But I got to watch people do it for the first time. I'd never seen anyone do comedy live at all. And, you know, it was all open micers. A lot of them were really bad. And I had never done it, and I knew they were bad. And some people were really good. I remember one lady came up, and she had a a black shirt on. The format, you know, that straight out of Compton, how that looks? It said straight out of chemo, right? She gets up there, grabs the microphone. First thing she does is tears off a wig. She's bald and proceeds to do five minutes of cancer jokes. And it was quiet in there. It was not funny. It was just too dark. But that one sticks out. One guy was drunk and went up there and cried for a little bit. He just cried. He didn't do a full five minutes. He was probably up there 25 seconds, but that was dark. And then some people were, were, you know, very funny. What else was going on? I, so that happened. I didn't get to do my bit, which is good because honestly, after seeing them, I was like, oh, I, I had, you know, I had talking points. I had stuff I thought was funny, but I didn't have a routine down, you know? I, if they had let me go up there, I might have been up there 90 seconds tops because I had not thought it out. So after seeing it, I went back. I rewrote the bit I wanted to do. And, you know, five minutes isn't a long time, but it is on stage by yourself. So, so yeah, I saw that. I went back. I rewrote stuff, and then I couldn't get in to a couple other places I went. One time I went north of Seattle. I think I was in Bellevue to get to one, and the door guy wasn't as cool, wouldn't let me in at 20. And so that bummed me out. I had to go all the way back to my place in Kent. Uh, But, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun seeing comedy clubs. The first place I ended up getting to do an open mic was the Tacoma Comedy Club. And and that was a lot of fun. And, yeah, funny stuff was going on up there. I remember one time I was walking to one of the comedy clubs, one that didn't let me in. And this was in downtown Seattle, probably part of the area. Matter of fact, I think it is part of the area that is now Chaz or whatever they've taken over. Uh, but at this point, it was American soil. And I I was stopped at a crosswalk, and I'm next to a family of four. So it's a mom, a dad, and two young daughters, probably twins. They look the same age. They're, I don't know how old. They could talk. They were in that realm where they could talk but probably not bike. So I know that's a gap. And across the street were um, probably eight Muslim people. And so... And I'm just saying Muslim because they looked Muslim. As in, the women had the, I think it's called a hijab or hajib, and the guys had a turban. And the one of the young girls 
asked the mom, she like pulled on her pant leg and asked the mom, she said, why do they all have matching hats? And the dad started laughing. I started laughing. I couldn't help it because I'd never thought about it that way. And the dad clearly wasn't ready to field that one. And the mom said, they're, and you know, this mom's not going to explain the religion of Islam to a kid at a crosswalk. So she was like, they're, they're all in a club, you know, they, they're, they're in a club together. So they match. And the, the dad, I, I started laughing harder cause that's a funny way to put it. And the dad, I mean, the dad had like tears coming down his face. He was laughing so hard and, and that was fun cause it's funny to, there, you get something more out of making, or not even making somebody laugh, but seeing somebody laugh that you don't know compared to somebody you're already friends with, just because, I don't know, that's just, that's how you bomb with people, that's how, nobody can dislike you if they're laughing, you know, so, that's, I think that's what people get out of, out of making others laugh, but that was funny, man. What else is going on? This might not be that funny of a podcast. I've just been telling stories. Huh. I don't remember what else I was going to talk about. I wasn't sure I was going to do a podcast today. I just, I've been feeling a little bit, a little bit not so hot. But, what else? Sometimes the stuff I write down is just meaningless. I'll just, something will happen and I'll just put like a note in my phone and then, the next day, if I look at it, I have no idea what I was talking about. No clue. <laughs> I wrote down, you weren't a cowboy, you just weren't good at math. I remember what that was about. Dude, I'm tired of seeing people that grew up in the same area code as me talking like this now and wearing cowboy hats. Hey, man, we went to the same school... We grew up in the same town. You're not a cowboy. <laughs> Take off the hat. <laughs> Just chill out for a second. It, I don't know. I guess do what you want, but take off a, a cowboy hat if you have one on, for sure. For sure. I saw it. What is the deal with that? Get a ball cap. Unless you're, unless you're actively wrangling a cow, unless you have your arm around a cow's neck and you're taking it to the ground take off the cowboy hat dude unless you're shooting someone with a revolver while drinking like a 40 take off the cowboy hat you know unless you unless you have a lasso in your left hand and maybe a I don't know maybe a a Beretta in your other hand take it off dude take off the cowboy hat you're not fooling anybody. Also, girls, take it off too. You're not exempt. You're not exempt, man. Take off the cowboy hat. It's not cute. Uh, you know what else isn't cute, and I'm seeing it a lot because it's summer. What's the deal with these high-waisted bikinis? Did those come out this year? Coming up to your belly button? What's the goal there? And if you're, you know, if you're fat as hell and you think that's gonna be figure flattering maybe but girls that look good are wearing them skinny girls are wearing them what are you doing it's not cute man it's not good looking 
We got to stop it. I'd rather see a one piece, bro. I'd rather see a cowboy hat, to be honest with you. Man. All right, dude. This is the wife feeder episode. I don't even... I have no idea what I talked about this whole time. May not even post this one, but I might. I probably will, so you can see me in this, you know. You can see all this 100% grade-A grass-fed beef just in this cotton... This cotton wife beater, baby. I might be tired. But yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening. If you did, don't know why you would. Uh, definitely podcast 10 and 11 were funnier than this, but this was podcast 12. And, and so I'm out of here. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>